Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Stephanie McPhail, founder of Being Loved Shouldn't Hurt, who help professional women who've left toxic relationships and are ready to rediscover who they are and create their best lives so they can be happy, whether they're single or in a relationship. Fantastic. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. You're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on this and let us know, yeah, where are you in your business today? Um, and who is it that you love to work with? So I have been running my business full time for the past three and a half years. Before that, it was a side gig for a few years, probably like a lot of people start off. Um, I work with my husband and we take clients virtually in groups Um, We actually have a group called Brilliant Life Blueprint Program, which is our signature program. And then we have one-on-one clients. And we are, most of our clients come in through Facebook in our Facebook group called Toxic Relationship Recovery Strategies for Professional Women. And we do weekly live trainings there Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just sharing tips and information to help people really heal from their toxic cycles. Oh, fantastic. So when when your clients come to you what what is it that you find like time and time again is like the the first hurdle the first barrier or the first thing that you need to help sort of guide them through so that they can really take on and, and succeed with with what it is that you do one of the biggest issues honestly that we have with our clients because we do work with professional women is that we are not used to asking for help number 1 and number 2 we're not asking we're not used to sharing what the problems are, because a lot of times we go into the corner and lick our wounds and don't want anyone else to know because we are the one who takes care of everybody else in the entire world. And we could be on fire and drowning and we'll still tell everybody we're fine. Mm. So we have to keep reminding our clients when they come in, you paid us to help you. Let us help you and show up, you know, because we give unlimited coaching in the group as well. Show up, share what's going on in the group, get out of your own head, because that's what happens a lot. We get stuck in our own head and then we just keep recreating again the same things over and over again. Um, And really make sure that you follow the process. Allow us to help you use our brains to get you out of yours, because what you've done before has gotten you to this point. If you want something different, you have to choose differently. And so I think really to like, really, it's just about sharing and not escaping and pretending like everything is okay when it's not. Yeah. There's there's a couple of points there. There is the, the avoidance that, Oh my God, we are as human beings, we are experts at avoiding things. If we can, we will. I guess that's kind of situation that your, your your women find themselves in. There's these things that they've seen, they've known, they've felt, but 
they've avoided they've put it off and then of course it it didn't get better or it got worse and it says there's a lot in that so within these group containers i think that's that's beautiful having that awareness helping them to you know show up to shift their their identity or maybe not a shift their identity maybe it's to realize go back who am i what do i want who am i in this how important is one's self mm-hmm well, and, and that's it. So to kind of make a point on what you said before, that pain avoidance is a huge issue. So mm-hmm. our, our brain wants to avoid pain. So it does whatever it can to avoid the current pain right now. The mm-hmm. problem with that is the brain is actually keeping us stuck in pain. Because if we dealt with the issue immediately, we would then no longer be in pain, but we first have to feel it in order to overcome it. So what we do a lot of the times, and this goes towards towards most of us as human beings, is we start feeling something and we're like, oh no, that's a lot of feelings. What can I do? Let me have a drink, let me ignore, let me procrastinate, like whatever it is that we're not going to deal with that specific emotion, that specific pain that's going on. And then we push it to the side. And then life keeps going and then more things come up and then we push it to the side. And now all of a sudden we're here in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s plus, and we've been avoiding all this pain for so long. Now we're getting health issues. Now we're not happy in our jobs where our, you know, sometimes kids aren't talking to the parents. Like these big, big issues start coming up because we kept avoiding the real issues. And then for us, because it's relationships, now we end this next toxic relationship that we've been in. Most of us, it's been more than a few. And then they get to this place where they're like, why do I feel so awful? And I feel so awful because now all that pain that I've been avoiding is now bubbling up to the surface. I have no idea who I am or what I want out of my life. And it's a really scary place. It's a scary place when you don't know yourself and you don't know what you want because you've given anything and everything to everybody else that you're left empty, you know, and, and people will say, well, I want to rediscover and go back to who I was. And we say, this, this is not about going back to who you were. It's about discovering who you are now, finding out who that is and now building up from there so that you can Mm -hmm. grow into the person that you were meant to be. That's not just about people pleasing and taking care of everybody else. Yeah. There's, oh my gosh, so many hats. That, that we all wear one as entrepreneurs um, and, and women with families. Oh my gosh, there's, there's even more. There's so many hats. There are so many responsibilities and that whole sort of, as you said, people pleasing, the codependency, the need. And this, I think is, I'd like you to talk to this point, the desire to help others. It comes from such a beautiful, heartwarming place. However, it's it can be controlling. It can be a a coping mechanism as well of avoidance. So when we truly think that we're doing this for the right reason, however, from the outside, it's like, that's the wrong thing to do. What's it like to help people to actually see that and have that moment of, oh yeah, I, I, I see it now. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I'll tell clients, it's the sweetest and most heartfelt controlling thing we do. <laughs> We're not coming from a place to try to be mean when we're when we're seeing someone that we love go down this awful path because a lot of our clients they've they've been with people that were drug addicts, alcoholics, you know, physically abusive, having all these other issues. They they're they mean well. They're trying yeah. to do good things for these other people. They're seeing, you know, we always, we see the potential in who they could be and if they could just change these few things, they would be so much better. 
But as we realize and start focusing on ourselves, because like you said, it's the avoidance of, I don't have to go back to that pain I was talking about earlier and think about all the feelings I'm having. I'm going to just focus on everybody else. Yeah. When we start, when we like forget that part and we start focusing more on ourselves, we realize how hard it is for us to change ourselves when we are the ones who want to do it and why it was such an impossibility for us to think we could ever force somebody else to change when they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to, but like, but if you just did these three things, you'd be so so much of a better person. Who wants to listen to that? I know I wouldn't, even if I was like, you know, glaring me in the face, those are not things that I would want to focus on healing. If somebody else was telling me I had to do it. So, you know, I think one of the biggest things that that people say is, is their, their ahas is like, oh, wow, I didn't know I had all of these feelings that were going on. I didn't mean to try to fix or control them. I thought I was helping them, but you're not helping them when you're just focused on them all the time and you're not focusing on yourself at all. Yes, you need to change. If only you did this, if you did this, then I'd be happier. This, this, then that. Oh my gosh, I mean, this is one thing you just said there. It is the sweetest, but the most controlling thing you can do. I'm like, oh, let's let's just put that up in in, in capital letters. That is that is huge, and I want to focus on that because, you know, we, we can focus on it from a, a relationship point of view, a family point of view, and also business owners point of view. So, as an as an entrepreneur, as a, as a coach who who guides women, you obviously are so passionate about the subject. You've lived and breathed it. You help people. If only that, so there is that need that starts to come in. So as entrepreneurs, we can fall into this trap unknowingly of being the sweetest thing we can do, but it's controlling, trying to get other people, buy our stuff, have our coaching, use this, read that book, listen to that podcast, do this thing. It's going to help you. And they're like, hold on, I, I, I didn't ask for this, which is the, the blessing and the curse of having a heartfelt service Mm -hmm. makes sense oh yeah yeah you want to you know and that's what in my own healing journey that was one of the things that i had to really learn is that you know it's not my job to go around and fix other people if they want to come to me and ask for my help of course i'm going to do what i can to to be of service but you know it's not my job to decide that someone is living their life incorrectly i mean that's not it's their life it's what they want to do even when our clients come to us the conversations that we have you know i i have someone currently right now where she has she's back and forth in this relationship that is obviously toxic she knows it is even though she's like he's the nicest guy but then he's like i don't really want to be with you but then he calls her up to hang out and you know and it's just this really toxic dynamic that's there and you know, she, she keeps making excuses to go back. And I said, well, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Go back. What's going to happen if you do? And so she, you know, oh, well, I, I know I don't want to and blah, blah. Okay. Well then you could do this. And then what are the consequences if you do that? Okay. Well, I could, I could, you know, I could follow through. And so it's really interesting where you kind of can talk through with clients. Like it doesn't matter to me. You do what you hired me to help you. I'm giving you the information. You're still making a choice. You can decide whichever way you want to go, but know that it's your choice. It's not the world. It's not, you know, my parents did this to me. This, all these other people are against me. We get to choose whether or not we stay. And I'm not saying it's not hard because I've been there. And that's why I understand it from such a deep perspective, but it's still our choice 
to do whatever we need to, whatever it takes to make those changes instead of just staying, feeling stuck in our situation. I love that, that word choice. I mean, change is hard. We, we all know this. We can all, sometimes it's, well, it's normally it's the, the, the big life-changing things that actually facilitate change. You know, a health scare, divorce, financial implications, a death in a family, all these, these big things. And even that, sometimes that's not enough to actually trigger the change. Because again, we are experts at avoiding, and as you said before, coping. So, oh my gosh, so this this choice. So let's just go off on a tangent with that. So with the choice, you as a business owner, what what was it that made you want to decide to be like, yeah, I, this is my purpose. This is the business that I want to be running. What made you make that leap of faith going from, as you said, a, your, so, your side so Mark- hustle? Martin Luther King had a quote that said, um, I didn't have a dream. The dream had me. And I think that that's literally what I feel with this is that I was in a cycle of toxic relationships. I was, I was doing really well in my, in my, I was a teacher. I was doing really well in my career, but Mm -hmm. I kept being with toxic men. I mean, there was just no healthy people in there in my life. Men wise, I had great friends. All those other things were going well. I was into health and exercise and all that kind of stuff, but I just kept choosing toxic partners. And my first husband actually on our wedding night um, strangled me till I thought I was going to die. And I stayed. So, and and people on the outside would be like, well, why would you do that? Why? I had all these people come to this beautiful, expensive, fancy wedding at a castle. I, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I had all these big feelings about you know, I got to make it work now. We're married. My minister that I've known since I was like 12 years old married us. Like this is, I felt a lot of guilt and shame towards all of this. And so I, I, for five years stayed and tried to make it work. And once I got out, I still didn't get the right help. I was like, I'm smart. I can figure it out on my own professional woman. I got this. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to figure it out. That's what I've been doing, but obviously it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden I had this epiphany moment where all of these bad things were going on in my life. And I was in the emergency room. My ex-husband had been called because he was still on my card for emergency people. I had sprained my ankle. And I the, the, the doctor came in and said, you have a severely sprained ankle. And at that moment, I started laugh crying. And they both looked at me like I was crazy. And I heard this voice that said, you need to be your own knight in shining armor. And you need to do whatever it takes to change. You have been the constant all along. And in that moment, I said, oh my gosh, you're right. The higher power got whatever it was. I don't care what you want to call it. But I heard that clear as day. And I knew that I couldn't do this anymore. I didn't want to waste any more time. And I was going to do whatever it took. And as I started healing, I was like, oh my gosh, like the glasses that were gray and dark and everything was awful. And now I had those off and now these beautiful glasses and the sky was brighter and the smells were better and and everything was better. And I was like, I have to tell everybody, everybody needs to know how great this is. And so I, I was like, I need to start a business. I need to help other women who have felt alone and isolated know that they can create something different for themselves. They don't have to suffer and they can create something beautiful and magical for themselves. And so being a teacher putting all the program together and using my experience and my background and everything else, got everything together and started, started my business. When I first started my business, I was doing it just by myself. And like we said, on the side, um, and in the past few years, and my husband has, has added, has been added in, but it's never been 
about anything other than helping other women on a grander scale. Because in my belief, if we can help people step into their full power, you actually make the world a better place. So the more people we help, the more the world can have more empowered people that are living a life that they're happy about instead of disappointed and anxious all the time. Yeah, that empowerment. Absolutely beautiful. One thing you said there when you had that epiphany, I was like, hold on, I need to, I need to tell others about this. That moment there, I think that's the that is the the the, the fireworks the celebration that so many coaches, entrepreneurs, even product developers are like, oh my gosh, no one else have to go through this. I found it. I mean, if you had if you had you coaching you all those years ago, I mean, you had to be in the right place to receive it, of course. Yes. Yes. But, oh my gosh, you would have fast tracked so much. So you want to help people not take that time, not. Yeah do this so what taking that sort of principle into so of course you like yeah this is the business this is f- fantastic with your coaching background and your teaching background you put it all together and it was like and you lived happily ever after the people came in there millions money rained from the sky you've changed the world it's that simple right and just like every entrepreneurial journey it is not and so you know i think one of the the really I'll say ridiculous, but it was just, you know, unknowing at the time was I'm going to tell people what I'm doing and all the people that need me are going to come and find me. Like I'm online. Of course, I'm just going to going to plop my sign and I'm here to help and it's going to be easy. And it was not, I mean, it was crickets. There was, I, I remember the first Facebook live I ever did. I, I was so nervous about it. I yeah. wrote a script. I, I read it and reread it all day. I was so nervous. And I think one person showed up and I think it was a friend of mine. And I think she stayed on just because she felt bad. Like there was nobody <laughs> on. And I had done so much work, you know, so much to try to make it perfect and nobody showed up. And then I started, I was like, okay, so I had a friend of mine who did, who was a a coach and he said, just, you know, offer some free sessions and just have people write testimonials. And so I did that. And I, I mean, people were changing their lives with with that. And I'm like, okay, this good, still not. And what I, what I learned is that I was really, I had the tools, I had what I needed to teach people how to change these beliefs, these core beliefs about relationships, what's possible um, and, and really, really transform their lives. I knew how to do that. But what I didn't know how to do as a teacher for 18 years is I literally knew zero about business. I knew zero about marketing. I, some, In fact, my friend that was a business owner, he was like, yeah, you need to pay like $10,000 to get a good copywriter. And I was like, what? I, first of all, $10,000 and number two, what's a copywriter? Like I didn't even, now I'm like, you know, use that all the time. But in the beginning, I was like, I don't what do you mean? What, what do you have to do? So I just make a website. That, that area there, I wanted to pause on that because that's, that's so important. All the things that you don't know, you thought you're able to just say, Hey, I'm doing this thing. And everyone's like, yeah, here's my credit card. Let's do this. And then you get to change lives. You get to do the job that it is you wanted to do. Didn't realize about the the accounting, the marketing, the sales, um, everything. Sales I was awful at when we started because I have a background in crisis counseling. So I would get on the phone with someone and they would feel so much better after the call. They were calm. Their nervous system was, you know, calmed down and they were feeling really good and they wouldn't buy because why would they? I solved all their problems while we were on the phone. Now, of course I didn't, but they felt really good. And I was like, I don't understand. I gave them information that can help them. And it's like, no, no, you gave too much. You actually coached instead of actually sold. And so that was a big learning curve for me too. I, I was 
flopping every sales call I was ever on because of that. Yeah. And, and that's kind of beautiful. And back to your point about, you know, the copywriter, like, hold on, what the hell is a copywriter? Why do you need this person to do this? What's And $10,000, oh my gosh. But then you put it in perspective of bringing someone on, which will then be able to help you bring in 100,000, 200,000, create the foundation for your empire. It's mm -hmm. like, that is money well, well spent, but it can sound like a lot. So what's it been like for you as an entrepreneur to work out and juggle where you put the investments, where you use your time rather than your money and how you manage your energy as the entrepreneur, because you know, energy, you can, you can bring it back, but it's, it's, it does drain you. Your, your money is sort of finite, but your business will bring in more money. Time, you ain't getting time back. So how do you manage all these elements? So I think, so I actually started my business in 2014. Um, I didn't actually start. So my, in my first Facebook live was 2017. So even just three years of like, what, what am I doing? What, you know, what, how am I, I had all the ideas, but how am I putting it forward? Um, so yeah. there was a little bit of, of that kind of just figuring things out. And then um, I did hire, I ended up hiring in 2018, I hired, hired a VA because I was pregnant. And, and for some reason I was pregnant with my second child and I was in creation mode. So I wrote, I wrote a book then, and I um, was creating my, my course. And I mean, just all these things. And I was like, I can take three hours and edit this video or do social media stuff, or I can spend an hour or three hours somewhere else and just pay, pay my VA to do this. So in that, at that time, I actually had two VAs that were doing all of that. I was outsourcing all of that because I literally was working a full-time job, had a baby, was pregnant. Like it was too much to handle. We, and we so the hats earlier. You were wearing all the hats here. Oh my gosh. Literally all the hats. And then 2020 came around and actually, no, 2019, I actually hired a coach because at one point I was like, okay, this friend that does coaching, I need more than like calling up and him telling me a thing or two and hanging up because, you know, even if you have friends that are in a similar business, it's not about a coffee chat and them helping you out that way. Like you need actual structure and information. And because I didn't have all the pieces, he would say things to me that now I understand better because he was coming from this elevated position. But at the time I was like, it's still not making sense to me. And it just sounded really confusing. So let me hire a coach. I didn't have the best experience with my first coach. Um, it was not a positive experience in a lot of ways. Again, looking back, I did learn more than I realized at the time. Um, but in it, it was it was not what I was looking for. Um, and then I hired another coach. And then from there, we just, I'm like, I could not imagine now not having a coach. That is a hundred percent. You need to have someone that is smarter than you. That's ahead. That's where you want to be teaching you and bringing you there. I mean, that's what I do with my clients. Why was I not thinking that? Like I know zero about business and marketing. Why not have coaches that do that, that tell me all of those things. So, you know, now I have someone that helps with copy and marketing and Facebook ads and all that great stuff. Cause I can't do it by myself. That's, that's the point there. It's because we think we can do it on our own. And you said mm -hmm. earlier, yeah, your, your, your people have the ability to ask for help, the ability mm -hmm. to share what the problem truly is. Mm -hmm. And whilst yeah this this is this is the contradiction this is of us as the condition of the human being we can be coaching this with other people but in a different area of our life doing the exact opposites and we don't even realize it's subconscious it's the programming it's the desire it's sometimes it's the scarcity 
mm-hmm. mean, when you first started, maybe the, 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 the people coming through couldn't quite afford your services. Yeah. And you had to try and work out, okay, who, who is my person? Where, where are they? Who can I, who can I help actually? And who can mm-hmm. afford my services? How do I make this the right kind of level of investment for everyone involved? Because you want to help everybody when you start. Like, I just want to help everybody. <laughs> but then with your, yourself, it's you're trying to have that conversation. Yet with your business, you were maybe holding on to the money or maybe you found the coaches and you were starting to invest. But it's a different kind of level. So there's all mm-hmm. these scenarios happening at the same time. And we are all walking contradictions. It's when we catch ourselves and realize, hold on, hold on. I'm teaching this, but I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to overcome that the frustration and maybe the guilt that comes with that and realize it's okay because it's a different scenario. You're coaching someone in a different way at a different level. And you can't self-coach because what's the analogy? You can't read the label from inside the bottle. Yeah. It's kind of true. It's so true. I mean, again, same thing. If I would have known how to heal myself from toxic relationships, I would have done it before, but I didn't because I didn't know how to do it. So no amount of research was going to get me there because I didn't know what I was doing wrong. That's what coaching comes in is, you know, that ability to have someone else be like, hey, see that? Don't do that anymore. (laughs) Try this instead. We need that. We need somebody else to be on the outside and, and look in and say, look at exactly what we're doing wrong. And I think that's such an important piece. I mean, everyone who's successful in business has had a coach. There's not anyone that I can think of that I know of, and maybe, maybe there are, and they were just lucky, but everyone has some kind of mentor to help them through the parts that they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. Beautifully put. Um, yeah. We're all in, in this together. Everyone's out to help each other, really. There's not that many bad apples. So there is really, we're, we're all out to help each other. How can we all get there, wherever there is? And of course, the goalpost keeps moving. How can we continue this journey together and grow and enjoy? And as I think, as you said, empower. That's the key. How do we empower? So so what's what's the dream? What's Where are you going? What's, what's the goal now? What are you driving towards? Where's your focus? Well, you know, I think that the focus is it's it's definitely on getting in front of more people is really figuring out um, where our people currently are hiding Um, Mm. and they're hiding in plain sight is just, you know, finding them. Um, We have been really dialing in our messaging. And so, I mean, when people talk to me, they like when they comment on my reels and all the different places that I'm, I'm out there. They say, did you just talk to me directly? Like you were specifically talking to me or this is, you know, you understand my experience. And, you know, that's what I've been hearing that more and more often. So, so that's kind of cool. Um, really, I, I think the getting more clients, but also we're in the process of revamping our program is just doing, you know, some of the recordings I did when I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now four. So I'm like, ah, oh, this needs to be upgraded. Like we do live coaching all the time, but some of those core videos were just older. And we've learned a lot in the past four years, having so many clients that have come through. So just kind of revamping that and looking at other other ways to get in front of the right people. Because a big goal that I would love to be able to do at some point is I would love to be able to get um, curriculum in schools as a former teacher. I've worked with 11-year-olds and I've worked with 81-year-olds. I mean, I've literally had the gamut and I've seen that there are some similarities that we start with young, super young, that we just carry with us all the way through. And if we can give the right information that is supportive of our young people, 
maybe they don't have to be suffering all of these years. So I think a big goal at some point is to be able to get a nonprofit together and be able to put that in the schools and give back. Um, but also just, you know, again, the more people we help, the better the world becomes. And that's kind of a cool thing to be able to do. The more people we help, the better the world becomes. I'm, I'm leaving it there. That's perfect. <laughs> Beautifully put. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and some advice and yeah, what it's like for you as, as a business owner. Thank you for having me. It was great, great chatting. And if anybody needs help, I'm here. Well, wh where can they find you? Uh, so I'm on Facebook, uh, Toxic Relationship Recovery Strategies for Professional Women, and pretty much every other social media, you can find us under Being Loved Shouldn't Hurt. Beautiful. Well, everyone, if you're curious or like, hell yes, I need to know more about this, go and check it out. And uh, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. It's been so much fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.